0: In case you've been thinking that you want some help with actually applying some of the things that I talk about on this podcast, and you'd like to know a little bit more about what it might look like to team up with me, this episode is for you. So I've had some experiences, some investments that I regret, where I've paid good amounts of money or spend a lot of time or effort, maybe on a course maybe on a service or a coaching program, and then afterwards felt like it was a waste. And from talking to so many business owners over the years, it seems like most of us have had these kinds of experiences. And in hindsight, I've realized that this has happened because I didn't really have a full understanding of what the process would be like or what was expected of me Or maybe the results that they promised weren't results that I could realistically expect in my situation. Or maybe I didn't realize that this person's values differed a lot from mine. And so the strategy or the approach just didn't match what I was willing to do. So I hope that this episode helps you make a more informed decision on whether or not I'm someone who you'd like to work with to make the most out of the time that you have available for your business. First, I'm going to quickly go through a few things that inform the way I work. And then for the bulk of this episode, I'm going to talk about what the process of working with me looks like and what kinds of results that you can expect from our work together and I'm peppering in some real client examples too. So there are three main things that affect how I approach my work. One is my training as a psychologist. It helps me consider your personality and my advice and kind of offer new perspectives. However, I don't have a license to practice as a psychologist here in the US, because the system is different here compared to Finland. And I just don't really want to work as a psychologist anymore so that's just something I want to be transparent about and my experience as a photography business owner has made me very familiar with the challenges of running a service-based business on my own and then my tendency as a fin is to look for solutions that feel simple and practical and just doable The best way to get started with me at the time of this recording is to book a consult call. So when you sign up for a consult call, you'll get a prep questionnaire. It'll pop up into your email. And that's because when I have background information on you and your business up front, we can spend our time on the call more effectively. Then when it's time for your consult call, which we do on Zoom, We'll talk about your most pressing challenge and determine what's actually causing it. I've noticed that before talking to me, my clients often thought that something's wrong with them or their mindset when they can't just push through their challenges. But I've discovered that most of the time, our challenges can be traced back to things that are much simpler to tweak or to tackle than a mindset, I actually believe that most solopreneurs who have been at this business thing for a while probably have a pretty great mindset. Actually, I also believe that what is talked about as mindset in the business world is a much watered down version of the actual definition of mindset, which makes a lot of the advice out there unhelpful or even toxic. But that's an episode <laughs> for another day. Um The ability to be productive and to do this business thing in a sustainable way is dependent on a lot of different factors, not just your mindset, right? If you're curious to hear what I think those factors are, I've talked about them quite a bit on the podcast. I'll drop a link in the description of this episode to an episode about it, but you can also find my framework at jennahillberg.com slash ecosystem. I'm going to link that in the description too. We all just tend to be a little too close to our businesses to see what's going on, and then not figuring things out can be pretty depleting. And my favorite part of calls with clients is the moment they realize that nothing's actually wrong with them, that there's just something in their practices or in their business that could be tweaked to be more supportive. Essentially, figuring out the root cause helps you stop thinking, you know, I'm the problem, it's me, and it frees up your brain to identify tangible solutions that can bring relief quickly. So then, after we've identified what's causing your most pressing challenge, we come up with real practical solutions to it. I don't want to help you just replicate what worked for me, right? We don't do... Blueprints in here. I do my best to guide you to solutions that you feel are practical and doable. And what those solutions are depends on all kinds of things like who you are as a person, what are your values, your goals, your priorities, what's your business, and what business model do you have, what are your circumstances, what are your resources, your capacity, all of that. Though for a portion of my clients, Sometimes just them getting a new perspective on their situation has been all that they needed. And those more practical solutions have kind of been secondary, right? But overall, finding what fits you, your business, and your life makes everything easier to sustain because it feels good to you. And for pretty much every client, we've come up with solutions where at least one of them brings a change for them really quickly. And then after your call, after your consult with me, you will get the audio recording of that call, plus you'll get a report from me, which includes detailed notes from our call as a Google Doc. This way, you don't have to make a ton of notes during the call. You can instead focus and be present during. And what I like about the Google Doc is that you can add comments or ask for clarifications directly inside the document. So we can kind of keep discussing things in there when needed. As like a really quick example of what a consult call could look like, I thought I'd tell you about a call I had with a copywriter who wasn't spending her work time as effectively as she would have liked to. Now it would have been really easy to just start coming up with all kinds of, you know, productivity hacks that she could try to spend her time more effectively, but I wanted to understand more about why this was happening, because that's how I help my clients find solutions that make most sense for them, right? So when we dug a bit deeper, she mentioned that she was being pulled in too many directions all day, which made it hard for her to then focus on the deep work that she really wanted to get done. It was also hard for her to batch content creation. She didn't have big enough gaps in her days for that. That then led us to talking about like what are the things that she feels pulled by and what are the things getting in the way of having time for those batched blocks of time and what came up was the calls that she has with clients. Because they were pretty sprinkled throughout the week, there weren't sort of big enough gaps in the schedule to dive into deep work or her brain got so distracted during deep work because she knew that she'd have a call in a few hours i'm the same way if i know that i have calls coming up my brain already starts thinking about them way before and it's hard to focus on deep work so the solution that we came up for her was to only schedule calls on specific days of the week so that she could have several days when she knew that she could fully focus on her deep creative work. And another idea that we played around with was to have one week a month that could be blocked off from calls entirely, so that she'd have the brain space to focus on things like marketing and business updates. And these were ideas, very simple ideas, that we would not have come up with if we hadn't first dug into what was going on, right? Really simple solutions to something that felt like such a big headache. Because just basic productivity tips like how to get more done in less time type of stuff wouldn't have helped as long as her schedule was mismatched with her needs and those sprinkled out calls were on her mind. So, yeah, that is really what the consult call is like. And then you can book another consult whenever you want to troubleshoot something new or you just want like a refresher, a boost. Or if after the consult call, you feel like you would really benefit from having some ongoing support when you're implementing your solutions. I'm totally here for that, too. My ongoing support includes regular calls, plus you'll have messaging access to me through WhatsApp or Telegram or email in between calls, so you can ask questions and be coached while you're experimenting with your solutions. This way, you spend less time second-guessing things by yourself because you can just get my perspective quickly and you don't have to wait to make progress. I mean... I don't respond to messages 24-7, of course, but this is more effective than having to wait until a call to ask all the questions. Before we wrap up, I want to talk about the kinds of results that you can expect. One result that I think pretty much everyone I've worked with has experienced is that just when they understand why they've been struggling or what the root cause of their struggles is, they already stop being so hard on themselves. And that frees up mental bandwidth and energy, which makes it easier for them to take action and make progress. But otherwise, the outcomes that you experience from our work together depend on a lot of different things. But the most typical results that my clients have seen tend to fall into kind of two different camps. So camp number one These are business owners who have a workload that is too big in relation to how much time they have allocated for the business. So some um, result examples that these clients have seen. um, There was a designer who cut her time spent on marketing in half, and she went from a six-day work week to a five-day one without it negatively impacting her progress. I had a brand strategist who freed up time to go To regular workout classes, she goes three times a week when she didn't used to have time for herself outside of the business and being a parent. Then there was a self-care product online shop owner, that's a mouthful, (laughs) Um, who is able to stop working by 6 p.m. when she used to work pretty late. So now she has time to spend with her family and she gets to wind down before going to bed. And she told me that she's sleeping so much better now, too. And it's been a while since we worked together. Her business has still kept growing. She had to grow her team to meet that growth since she does make physical products, right? And then I had a digital marketer who freed up time in her schedule for two additional clients a month. And on top of that, she started making more time for self-care. Or she kind of let go of the guilt that she had around self-care. And then we have camp two. These are business owners who feel that their workload is doable, but they just feel unfocused and would like to spend their work hours more productively. So here are some examples of results that they've seen. A website designer who was procrastinating on business updates and kind of stretching out her client work longer than necessary She was able to take action on the business updates that she had been putting off while also reducing her work hours, which gave her time to dedicate to a couple creative hobbies and a new puppy. And then there was a video coach who was putting pressure on herself to do a lot after taking a long break from the business. But during her consult, she realized that by planning too much, she was setting herself up to fail which then made her feel terrible about herself, and that further dipped her motivation to do stuff right. So we came to the conclusion that at this point in time, defining a minimum viable effort for her would be useful. So she's defined the minimum amount of work that she needs to make to just make a bit of progress right now while still honoring her capacity. She described that she feels less pressure and that the thought of a minimum viable effort just felt really exciting and actually doable. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say minimum viable effort, I'm gonna drop a blog post about it um, here in the description. Uh, Lastly, I had a brand strategist who was struggling to work on her business during slow client seasons. So we came up with a system to help her be clear on what to work on on days like those. And that gave her kind of that motivation, that little spark back into her work. These were just a handful of examples of what business owners have experienced after our work together. And you can of course find out more through the testimonials and case studies on my website. But whether your workload is in need of simplifying or you just need a boost to help you be more focused and productive, There are, of course, limits to the results that I can help you get. For example, I can't promise that I can help you go from working like 50 hours a week to working just 10. I can't promise you that I can help you spend every single second of your day productively, right? I'll do my best to help you come up with a handful of things you can do to improve the situation and how much it can be improved highly depends on the current situation, your business model, all of that stuff. And if you stick with me for ongoing support, that, of course, gives us a chance to improve more practices and areas of your business over the course of our time together. In general, I think it's important that we collaborate when coming up with your solutions. I can provide you with a fresh, holistic perspective and personalized advice, but I try not to be prescriptive. That being said, I made a mistake while coaching a client last summer. So because of the human tendency to take on too much, I'm always paying attention to where my clients could be doing less. So when a client talked about updating a course that she had already created previously, I sent something to the effect of, you know, because people are buying it already, you probably don't need to put effort into updating it. Maybe your time is better spent just selling it. And then I felt a little bit weird after the call. And then on my walk the next morning, I realized, oh, I feel weird because I basically told her what she should do or like what she shouldn't do. Right. And that went against my intent of not being prescriptive. So I sent her off a voice note. I told her I didn't feel good about having told her what to do or what not to do. And that if updating the course makes selling it easier, just go for it and don't listen to me. And my client did end up updating her course. And then I just followed along in awe at all the amazing marketing content and emails that she sent out as a result, because she felt more confident in selling that course after updating it. I'm telling you this story because I don't want to pretend that I have all the answers or that the solutions I suggest shouldn't be questioned. I want my clients to feel comfortable to tell me if something I say doesn't sit well with them, And if I say something that I later realize wasn't aligned with how I want to operate, I will also reach out and adjust my advice too. Because this is the thing, even if I can offer a fresh perspective or advice that maybe you wouldn't have thought of, you're the person who knows best whether that advice fits you or not. And if you feel like, you know, the thing you want to do is the right thing, if doing it will make something that you want to accomplish easier or more exciting to do, that's going to be the most sustainable way forward for you. Now, after having shared about my approach and what working with me looks like, I do want to say that I'm always trying to better and evolve my process. So things may not be exactly like this in the future, but I think that on the whole, most of the things that I've shared here are going to be relevant, even if my services change in the future. If you check the description of this episode, I'll pop in links that I've mentioned in here, and I'll also pop in links and numbers to podcast episodes that are either recorded consult calls or interviews with past clients, in case you're curious. I'll also try to remember to pop in new links as episodes come out. If you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram at the thejennahellberg, or you can email me at yen janna at And if all the things that I talked about sounded good and you want to make the most out of the time that you have available for work, grabbing a consult with me might be a great way to start and experience some results quickly. You can book one at jennahillberg.com slash services. I really hope that I get to chat with you soon. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you want support with productivity and balance as a business owner, you can find details about how we can team up at jennahilberg.com And I'm always happy to answer questions or comments through email or in my Instagram DMs. I hope that we get to chat soon.